Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I am your host here, Dallas Montague. Today, we have another wonderful guest joining us, Fiona. Fiona, how are you today? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to talk about this book and that you are willing and had time to interview me. Absolutely. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself. I I found out that you're calling me from China. Yes, I'm in Shanghai, China right now. It is almost 8.30 p.m. here. That's amazing. And I am in Brazil in another foreign country, and it's almost... 9.30 a.m. So it's a complete different of time, (laughs) completely different. But no matter where our audience are, they can listen to this podcast at any time, any place. And that's the beauty of podcasting. And today we're going to talk about your newly released book, Letters of Comfort. And I just want to give you a few minutes before we talk about this book. Tell us a little bit about your story. Why are you in China? Well, um, my (laughs) this is actually a crazy story. Um, After I finished my undergraduate and I was just between that summer. I met a couple of friends from Taiwan, Japan and Korea. And they were just like, Fiona, you need to come to Asia. And since like they were so amazing people, I was just like, maybe you guys are, maybe you guys are right. And I love to travel. I wanted to see, you know, the rest of the world. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Asia to see what's what's over there and i happened to come to china for three weeks just as a volunteer to teach english and i really really loved it and so when i went back to america finishing my master's degree that following fall after i was done i was just like my mind is just set on finishing the degree to move to asia to teach it didn't matter whether i had a teaching certificate you know Mm -hmm. like a teaching license or not i was just like yeah my next two three four years will be in asia and that's why i'm here that's amazing you know i'm doing the same thing i'm a missionary in brazil and i teach english to support myself as well and my family Yes, yes. It's amazing how how we can use this as a tool to continue to serve God. It's amazing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like example of Paul, he was a tent maker Mm -hmm. and also a missionary. Yeah. And you told me a little bit about your husband before we we started recording here. What can you tell me about that testimony as well? Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned that I was doing my master's degree. And then after that came to America, it was actually like my dad who was like, Fiona, I don't want any of my kids to just go off into the world, either being a missionary or teaching English or just traveling (laughs) for fun without a master's degree. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a master's degree before you can move on with whatever stuff you want to do in your life. So it's like, okay, what major is out there that I can do? 
Before that, I was doing criminology, criminal justice, and there wasn't any master's degree that was, you know, maybe two to two years or less. Mm -hmm. So my dad came home one day. He was like, there's this new program called strategic communication. It's only one year. And I was just like, that's it. I signed up really quickly, registered. And I think two weeks after that, I was accepted and met my husband in this new program that I had no idea what I was even doing. They just wanted it to be my ticket to, to Asia and met him there. A couple of months later, we were married. And after that, we moved here. Wow. And do you speak the, the local language in, there, in China? A little bit. Mandarin. Uh, it's hard to learn, but I think after three years of living here, we, we're understanding the, the basics. So we can survive. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, my wife is fluent in Portuguese. She's Brazilian, but I speak enough to communicate, enough to to get around, to you know, live a normal life, but not enough to express myself the way I want to. And Mandarin, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that's way more difficult. Yeah, especially Portuguese. like the reading part. The mm, reading yeah. part is 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 crazy. But as as wow. you listen more, the more you can speak. What yeah. a challenge. And tell us a little bit about your faith journey. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. If you're looking for a comprehensive Bible app, look no further. Introducing the new Holy Bible app for Android. The Holy Bible app for Android includes the King James Version and English Standard Version. Read God's Word with no internet connection required. Get a daily Bible verse to strengthen your faith. Schedule a Bible reading plan. Listen to soothing, inspirational music as you read. Create a personalized Bible reading plan and daily journal to track your progress. Optionally, you can connect to the internet to share your thoughts and discuss the Bible with other users. The Holy Bible app allows you to access the Holy Bible wherever you are and whenever you want and delivers everything you could want from a Bible app. And it's free. Visit the Google Play App Store and download the Holy Bible app today and bring the beauty and truth of God's Word into your everyday life. I was actually born in Kenya and then moved to America when I was 11 years old. But in Kenya, my parents, uh, my dad was a pastor. So I just grew up going to church, but really never accepted Christ in my heart. I just knew this was something that, you know, my neighbors and my family and people around me were doing. And so I just kept going to church every single Sunday with my parents. And, and for me, it was so, it was so like a, a, a routine kind of thing. There's, yeah. oh, like it's Sunday. Okay, you wake up, you get dressed, have breakfast, go to church. But it, it was until one day I was sleeping in bed and I had this really, really sharp pain in my tummy. And I couldn't even speak or even scream, and like verbalize anything for my parents to come and help me out. So I was just lying there in bed, helpless. And I was like, okay, God, my parents say you're real. I hear these people at church, my Sunday school teachers saying that you're real. I know I haven't believed in you, but people around me saying that you're, you're, you're real. Mm -hmm. Please heal me. 
heal me. I don't know what's happening to me. And just this peace overcame me in bed. And I woke up the next morning, totally healed, totally just wow. free. And I told my parents this testimony. I was like, I want to believe in this Christ that you've been talking to me about. And they were like, okay, maybe you're just going through the motions right now, mm -hmm. but wait till Sunday and talk to your Sunday school teacher. And so I did. And my Sunday school teacher prayed for me and that's when I started accepting Christ and I still do till today amazing it's just something that you kept doing amazing amazing yes and just to tell a little bit to our audience about your book we have this I think this is so wonderful readers will get a first-hand account of what it looks like to experience the advent of the pandemic in China by foreigners who are socially restricted by the language barrier. Further, readers will get to know how foreigners lived their social life at the mercy of an app of translation and how difficult it is to access an English-speaking church. That, that's amazing mm -hmm. because when we think of China and we think of Christianity, I see a little bit of friction there. And so I'm really excited to hear from your personal perspective of what it looks like with the pandemic, with being a Christian in that language, in that country. And so let's talk a little bit more about your book. So what led you to write this book? Yeah, so after coming to China in October of 2019, many people know that China has this firewall where Facebook is blocked, all kinds mm -hmm. of social medias from the West, no one can access them. So it was really hard for us to get in touch with our family members. And one of those family members was my grandmother, Jen, who was going through uh, battling cancer at the time. So about like April, I decided to start writing letters to her. I don't even know why I never thought about email because email was accessible to everyone. And so by April, I was like, I need to tell grandma how the pandemic is happening here and also to get to know how she's doing because I really miss her. And as I was just writing letters to her, telling her all the experiences we're going through, I was just like, this could be a book. Because then it gets to not only tell her, but all the people who also love us and people who have been reading my other previous works mm -hmm. as well, how the pandemic is in China. And so that's how the book was born. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And so you said a little bit about the restrictions in China. I've heard about this before, like specifically, what can you tell us about this, about the restrictions? Yeah. Yeah. So in Chongqing, that's where we were first were in a city of China. It was so different than Shanghai in the sense that those even like military and guards in communities that they wanted to keep control over people coming in and out. And I remember they would just have my, uh, when my husband was going out to get groceries, they would actually like stop him for hours and just get his, his passport and actually like wow. call people from the embassy to make sure that he did not just, you know, just show up the wow. day before or anywhere. It was so restrictive. Going to buy groceries was so hard. It wasn't just like, oh, I need to go to Walmart today, you know, like we're doing the mm -hmm. West. Just to, like, you feel that you wanted to do something. The freedom wasn't there, really. It was just like, okay, when are they letting us to go out and have and buy groceries and then coming to Shanghai now in lockdown as I speak it's even more crazier because this is a, a bigger city and people are not even allowed to go outside to buy groceries the government will bring the groceries in your apartment and and it's 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 crazy but also I feel like if 
people did not have hope and trust in God, they would have lost their minds as many people do. But we've been rooted and grounded and anchored in the word yeah. of God. And it's, it's really has been a great help for us to survive. If you could say your local area there, what is the percent of Christianity? I would say, I, I or to be honest, I don't know the percentage, um, but the people that we know around, like every speaking person that I know of, I would say about 90% of them are Christians. Wow, amazing. But yeah, but yes, yes. But the Chinese people, not all of them are Christians. Like all of our neighbors that we know of are not. Mm-hmm. Here in Brazil, our, our biggest difficulty is that routine that you were talking about. Where Because Brazil is rooted in Catholicism. And so people have this understanding of, oh, I go to church. I'm a Christian. Like, well, not exactly. But so that's <laughs> our challenge here. But we have the freedom. We can go out as yeah. a foreigner. I can go out into, into the supermarket and have no problems with customs, no problem with the military police. But wow, in China, it's, it's so, so difficult. The struggle, it sounds yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And some other things. What else can you tell us about your personal struggles through the COVID pandemic? Yeah, the first struggle for us was the onset of the pandemic. We first landed here, like two months of us working and we're starting to save. We still had debts, you know, from our Mm -hmm. master's degree that we needed to pay. Then the pandemic happened. And then now we're in in Chongqing with no family members around us. Mm -hmm. And our company is like, oh, we'll only pay you like 70% of the minimum wage of the city. And it's just like, oh God, what is happening to us? So the first struggle was like, maybe we should go back home. This is this is not cut out for us. And I remember Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I'm God. And for us, like be still, it was literally be still. Just stay here. Don't get the ticket yet. Just trust God that He's going to provide and keep you safe. And then the other struggle was. In the middle of the book, as I was writing, I I started to realize that grandma was coming to the end of her life, Grandma Jen. And that was so hard for me because she was really there for me and my family as we moved from Kenya to America. She was there for me. Uh, she helped me write my, uh, edit my first book. She helped me go through the SATs, preps. She helped me when I met my husband, Adam, when we were dating. And she helped me with, with just the advice, you, you know, of an older woman who would, gi- mm-hmm. would give you good advice about marriage. So she was there for me for everything. And now, like, writing this book in the middle of the, of the book, knowing that very soon she's going to die. And then two months later that uh, the, the event happened, she passed on, was really, really hard. And I really struggled with that and, and blaming God, like, God, why did you have to, you know, let this happen? Many people, not just me, loved her. And I, it was so, 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 so hard during that time. But with the, with the help of my husband, the word of God, and just knowing that no matter what happens, Everything happens for good and God still loves me. And grandma will always say, all will be well. So I had to see her faith that even she was the one going through the chemo and all the suffering and she still said, God is good, all will be well. Then I don't have any excuse to to start being mad at God because the person going through the suffering was at peace with it. So that's the struggle I had to overcome during that time. 
Wow. What are some other things that you learned, maybe lessons that God has taught you since you've been in a foreign country? That he provides. Like I, I have a story, just a quick story, that the other day I was looking over our trash bags inventory and we were just like, we haven't been out to buy groceries for the last two months yes the government gives us gives us food and that's god providing but i looked at the trash bags and i was like where are we going to put our trash bags is our house going to start smelling this is Mm -hmm. this is crazy and i just i think it was a split second prayer like god help us with trash bags and the next day we had you know building by building calling people calling us to go get uh food and so my husband adam goes out and he comes back with these like trash bags, three of them. Like for me, like I was like, wow, that's the symbol of Trinity. Even in a split second, yes, you yes. know, like God <laughs> wow. heard me. And so like he provides even in ways that we don't even think about the smallest, tiniest thing. And I've really started to, I guess, continue to trust him that he is going to provide not only for food, which is done and absolutely great job providing for us for food, but even in the other things that we don't think that he probably can do, he really does. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the spiritual heaviness in China? Mm, yeah, it's, it's really hard, especially during a time like this when you hear the the government say that you cannot even meet in zoom so it's just like oh okay wow you're even trying to like prevent us from meeting online that's crazy we're not inviting our neighbors and our family Mm -hmm. members in our houses but you also have to cut the internet as well um but there are believers who pray and they've been faithfully continuing to pray and we've seen god's provision in just providing for us in places that we can meet. So another question for you, Fiona, what is it like being a Christian in China? It's actually not that bad as you would expect, because like I've I've seen books and movies, like books like, you know, the slums dogs or, you know, like persecution in, in mm-hmm. China. The only kind of, you know, persecution that we see is the, police showing up in your gathering place to kind of intimidate you, but it's not like they're going to take all of you to, to jail and you'll be there for, you know, days on end. If they do something to that extent, it's just probably your leader, like your elder, your pastor. And it's, it's an interrogation, maybe one or two hours and then they're released back. Yeah. But it's not as what we think in the West. Yes, there's persecution that they don't want their people to know God because they want them to to follow whatever systems they want. So in that way, there's not the freedom for their people, the Chinese people to want to accept God freely, the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. And as the, as the local people, what is their answer to this problem? How do they push past this? They For those who actually get to to actually know that Jesus is truly God, the son of God, they actually say that no matter what, 
the government is going to do for them. They, they will follow Christ, yeah. even if they were to be taken away from their families. So they follow, follow Jesus as he says, if you want to follow me, you have to leave your parents behind or the systems of government that they keep you from want to, wanting to follow me. And um, for those who don't know Christ or even what he's about, they just don't care. They're like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want this new religion. I, I'll follow my government to whatever they say I, I should do. Mm. And you said also about going back to cutting some of the things that you can't receive, like social media and things like that. How do you guys consume Christian content? Or do you just read your Bible and fellowship with fellow believers? What is that like? Yeah, so there is VPNs. People mm. do get VPNs, but you have to get it from someone who is either already abroad who or who came back with some way of connecting their phones to a VPN or they have a software that they sell. That's that's our case. Like we know people who sell this VPN software so we can have it on our on our computers. But the first for one year in Chongqing, we had no access to Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. We just had our Bibles and each other and you that we found in Chongqing and we met them every Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What else can you tell us about this book? This book is about hope that God can comfort all those people who are going through maybe hardships or despair that their loved one died during the pandemic. And it doesn't have to be the reason that they died was COVID. It could be a car accident. It could be cancer because my grandma died of cancer. It wasn't COVID-19. So wherever, you know, circumstances that we find ourselves in, many of us have lost loved ones or know someone who has lost loved ones. So yeah. this book is to give hope to people who, we're just despairing and feeling hopeless that God is still there, wants to comfort us, and he's so closer to us than any closest brothers we have. Yeah. And the, one more question with this, just I'm just curiosity, and I'm sure our listener, listeners are as well, are curious. What is the current circumstance of COVID-19 in China right now? Yeah, it's actually doing better because we've been locked down since March 19th of 2022 and it's may 24th so about we're starting our third month right now so it's getting better in the first few months there were cases over 10,000. now 50 percent of the hospitals that were for covid patients have been released people have gone back home so it is getting better i was actually able <laughs> to go to walmart Two days ago, they, they were testing this out. They're testing different communities, like every other block. They were like, okay, members from this community will go out for two hours and then come back. And then the following day, we'll test everyone in the whole city and see if people actually went outside and got COVID or everything is okay. And then we'll, we'll keep testing until we see that people could not get the COVID. So it, it is getting better because I was able to go out and I wasn't able to do that two, mm -hmm. year, two months ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 So hopefully, yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah. Hopefully the lockdown opens up soon. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for your time today. All the things that you shared, you you told us many stories, many testimonies of God's faithfulness with your time there in China. If you could leave our audience with one overall statement or one overall, this is what you should know, what do you think that would be? God loves you. No matter where you are, he cares for you so deeply and whatever circumstances that you're going through, he truly loves you and he wants you to know the depths and the weight and the weight and the heights of his love for you he's truly truly i don't know how much i can say this god loves us so much and the things that are happening like at the end of the circumstances will still get to say god is good he does everything for our good because he's a loving father yeah Amen. 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 Fiona, thank you so much again. Where can we find this book? Yes, it's on Amazon. And you can find it by just typing letters of comfort, living life in China during the pandemic, or just my name, Fiona Kalu Lenz, or social medias. You can find me on social medias at Fiona Kalu Lenz, F-I-O-N-A-K-A-L-U. L-E-N-Z-E, Fiona Kalulens. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Snapchat. You can find me on all of those platforms and also my website, fionacalulens.com. Excellent. I'm going to put those links below for our audience to click on in an easier way there that they can find you on all of those platforms there. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for having me share your good news to to the listeners today and the good news of comfort, Father, that you care for us so deeply that even when we lose our loved ones or know people who have lost lost their loved ones, that Lord, you, you care for us and you want to comfort us, just like how... Jesus wept when Lazarus was was dead. Father, you also are sad when we lose our loved ones because you know how it was. You felt those emotions that we feel and have felt when, when the people that we love have left us. So, Father, I pray that you may comfort our listeners, those of us who are going through difficult times during during the pandemic or have lost someone or have or are going through a time where their loved ones is almost passing on father i pray for comfort for them as well that you may you may keep them and guard their hearts to continue to trust in you and you provide for for their soul their minds and all their physical needs in jesus name i pray amen amen You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.